Welcome back, guys. This is Two Sinners in the Book. You got Christian here. You got Alex. And we have a phenomenal uh, Bible study here waiting for y'all here. We're going to go through John today, and we're really excited about what the Lord's done through this. What do you think? Absolutely, yeah. We just got some um, little talking points that we've kind of picked out uh, that we, uh, you know, as you read Scripture, we, as it is the living Word, you know, it catches your eye. Certain Scripture, you can read the same Scripture uh a hundred times and different things within that same set of scripture is going to different things are going to catch your eye so with that we kind of you know for each section that we're going to kind of um, talk on and kind of break down we just have uh, personal little things that Christian and myself have picked out along the way but we also have what we call questions of thought right and these are for um, us and they are also for you as listeners to kind of think about and what this means to you as we go through this uh, this scripture reading. And it's going to be over John chapter 1. Yeah, right. And I, and I love the, the questions of thoughts because it's not about what we think. You know, it's not about what we're doing. It's not about how we're approaching this. It's solely about what God's doing in our life and more importantly, what He's doing in y'all's life. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, and I think that I'm really excited about just diving in the Word, seeing what the Lord has for us. So I'm going to pray for us in this time. And then we're going to get down to it. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all the things that you bless us with, Lord. Thank you so much uh, for your son, first and foremost, who died on the cross for our sins, Lord. I pray, Father, that you will be honored and glorified through this time in the Word, Lord. That you allow it to encourage and allow it to deepen somebody's faith. And just allow them to take the next step in faith, rather that's giving their life to you, Lord. Or rather that's just getting the Word and, and hearing this about what John has wrote about you and your son, Father. I just pray, God, that you'll be with Alex and I. Allow us to speak clearly and allow you to speak through us, Father. And allow us not get in the way what you have uh, to speak to our listeners and speak to us today, Father. And I pray this all in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Appreciate that kind, sir. No problem, bro. Uh, yeah, so we have been working all day as we do have regular jobs uh, yes. unfortunately we're both absolutely exhausted yes, but we're indeed. also pumped up at the same time yeah I, i'm i'm stoked because this is the highlight of the day right here that in our dinner <laughs> highlight and let me say we had sausage spaghetti today yeah and it was the flame game it was the flame game as all right say. <laughs> cool so uh, let's go ahead and dive in man john chapter one awesome man well let me read this and we'll get to it, it says john one says in the in the beginning was the word and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and in the life was light. Was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And I was just I was reading that. But one of my favorite verses is most definitely uh, John 1, 1. You know, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And I just, I, I love seeing that because you see later later down 14, it describes that Jesus Christ is what he's talking about when he's talking about the Word. Right, yeah. And uh, just, you know, just to give you kind of a heads up as to how my brain works, you know, I studied uh, engineering in college, and so I'm very uh, analytical. And so it, in, in these types of... I hate to say this because confusion confusion has a, such a negative uh, 
you know, connotation. Con- connotation to it in, in and of itself as a word, but it's very confusing in verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, mm-hmm. and the Word was God. So, so and whenever I think about it, you know, the Word, like literally writing a word or creating right. a word, right? So with that, what would you define the Word as for someone that would be confused? Like, what do you mean, like the Word... Right. W O R D was with right. God. The, yeah, the, it's just a, a one word. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No. There was one word with right. God in the beginning. Right, just a word. No, but 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 what what the word is talking about here? He's talking about the living word. Like Alex said earlier, like the Bible is the living word, and with that, what we're talking about, and more so in here, John's talking about Jesus. Jesus was with God, right in the beginning. Jesus was with God. He was there in the beginning, and he is God, right? You're talking about the Trinity, which is something I can't necessarily explain. Yeah, extremely, extremely, uh, you know, yeah. in-depth in terms in depth. of theology, right? Right, right. Very in-depth. And I, believe it or not, do not have a theology degree to explain that. I know that's uh, hard to believe. <laughs> but yeah, but I just, I love the fact that when we're talking about the Word here, and we're talking about Jesus, uh, I just love seeing that he is the life, and he is the light, and in five, it says the light shines in darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. It's Jesus is here. He's in the world, right? He's in darkness, but he is the light that the darkness can never overcome. Right. right? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's good stuff. Um, so it also, you know, it, it, it really dawns on me the um, the actual significance of the Bible. Obviously, a piece of literature, right? That's been around for, for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Um, was already predetermined, right? God had obviously God already knows what God knows what God is going to do, right? So mm-hmm. with that, in Him prophesying, or you know, pr- with the prophets speaking to God, or God speaking to the prophets, and then putting it down on, you know, paper or whatever they wrote on Parchment back then. What was something. it? Was it animal skin? <laughs> so, but that that is God has this this Bible and this piece of literature has always been with God, right? And right. so this is actually God's word. And so it, it it's kind of interesting to me. You Very know? much so, yeah. Absolutely. Well, you want to continue there? With yeah, six? yeah, yeah. I'm going to read 6 through 10, correct? Correct. So there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light and all that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. And a little talking point that I thought was pretty interesting was uh, John chapter 1, verse 10, and that was he was in the world, and speaking of Jesus, Jesus was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. And I thought that was such a sad thing, man. It just really dawned on me on something being sad because... God created the world. And as Christian and I were uh, kind of going over this, we were talking about, you know, kind of relating this to somebody maybe giving birth to a child, you know, you know, in the nature of giving birth to a child, you know, that you have created that child. Right. And so if you kind of replace world and child and think about think of it as, you know, maybe your child or maybe, you know, a child that I may, uh, God willing, I have one day, right? right so, right. I mean, I can, and I can imagine this. So he was... So God was in the child's life. So God was he was in the world. God was or you are in your child's life and the child was made through you. Mm-hmm. Yet 
the child, your child, does not know you. Right. Man, that's sad. That mm-hmm. just is really sad to me. For some reason, it just popped out on the page. And um, the, 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 the drive and the determination for Jesus Christ as a human being to um, walk the life he did um, was kind of backed by this you know so the the yearning for your child to to come back to you mm-hmm. to save your child to get to know your child give your child give your children an opportunity to get to know you and that that really popped out to me and something that i really kind of hung on to there so if, that was my talking point if you want to start at uh verse 11 yeah uh, 11 through uh what were we say 11 sorry what? let me see it was 11 through, through 18. Yeah, so our group me and our group chat's blowing up. So I have a Fitbit, so my watch is blaring at this point. Uh, no, but so 11 Rookies. through 18. Right, loser. I'm joking. Uh, nah, you're good. So it says, 11 says, he came, he came to his own and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did not receive him, who believed in his, believed in his name... He gave the right to become children of God, who are born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have been his glory, and glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, because he was before me. For from this full, uh, from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace, for the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God who is in the Father's side. He has made him known. Cool. So this brings us to our first question of thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to read it off? Yeah. So we have three of these. Um, but the first question of thought, and that is uh, going back through uh, John chapter one, verse one through eighteen, and this question applies to that little chunk of scripture right there. Mm-hmm. And that question is, why do you think Jesus is the light of men? Right. Why do you think Jesus is the light of men? And referring back to verse four and five, in him was life, and light in him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So with those verses, and I can go down here to nine, the true light, verse nine, the true light, which gives gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. Right. So why do you think Jesus is the light of men? I think I mean you say you see it here in scripture, like you said in four, and uh, and then also back in nine, and then it kind of piggies back up right here. It says, you know, not only is he the light, but he's the one that deems us children of God. You know, so I think what the light actually is, and it continues on. It's in sixteen. It says, for from his fullness we have received grace upon grace. For the law was given to Moses, and grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And no one has ever seen God, the only God, who is the Father's side, who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. So you see Jesus there. The, the light that we have is hope, right? Hope in Christ. That when we give our when we give our life to Him, we have that grace. We have that fullness, right? You know, and I think that's why He's the light of men because men can't do that for ourselves, right? Exactly. Um, and 
obviously um, God's knowledge and wisdom is way deeper than anything I can ever comprehend or grasp. But the light of men, and as Jesus is referenced as the light who came into the world for men to save us by grace, through grace. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's it's not really something that I can really put into words, but I believe all of us can really identify with that. You know, we have all been through those times where obviously it's not physically dark, but in our souls and in our minds and in these times and these valleys in our life, man, it is dark places. You know, right. I don't care who you are, you've been in a dark spot, you know. Mm-hmm. And so... As a Christian, I can really say that, you know, just opening up the Bible and just reading the Word, which was God and was with God in the beginning, who right. said, let there be light. I mean, I don't know if that's a connection there or not, yes, that's yes, parallel. Well, but sure, yeah. anyways, like, you know, he brings light and he brings clarity and he brings, he grounds us and he, and he shows us really, you know, how simple life is if we concentrate on the one thing that we need to concentrate on. Right. And that's the light. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's there for us. So I guess that's why I would answer that question as God being the light of men. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. And praise God for that, right? Absolutely. And, Absolutely. It's a beautiful God. thing. But um, going on, I'm going to read uh, John chapter 1, verses 19 through 28. So starting at 19, um, says, And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you a prophet? And he answered, No. So they said to him, Who are you? We need to give you an answer to or we need to give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of the one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they now they have been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, Then why are you baptizing if you are neither Christ nor Elijah nor the nor a prophet? John answered him, I baptize with water, but among you stands one. You do not know. Even he who comes after me, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. These things took place in uh, Bethany, across the Jordan, and where John was baptizing. Yeah. And uh, what I love about that is where you see... um, You see the the priests are coming, um, and they're coming to John asking, Who are you? Right. And how prideful of us, how easily would it have been for John to be like, yep, you got me. I'm the Messiah. Right. Like, that's who I am and, and bore false witness. But yeah. he knew Jesus like he was Jesus's cousin. Right. And how often do, do we get approached and and someone is under the wrong impression that we are someone far superior than what we really are? So if someone came to me and said, uh, so I heard you're the president of the United States. Right. And like being dead serious about it, and you're like, no, but it's kind of flattering that you would right, think that. Right. And John is in no way, shape, or form in that state of mind. No, he, right? I mean it's complete service, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, 
So with that, it's so verses 26, and 26 through 28, John answered them, I baptize with water, but among you stands, stands one you do not know. Even he who comes after me, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. These things took place in Bethany across the Jordan when John was baptized. And there again, it further reinforces that servant mindset that right. John has um, He's out there doing God's, you know, kingdom work, and he's baptizing, and uh, you know the Pharisees come up to him and approach him as if he were someone greater than who he physically and actually is, um, you know, confusing him with Christ, Messiah, and or a prophet. Um, but he's saying, you know, I'm, I am here, but the one that comes before me. Or the one that comes after me came before, before me, me, and that person I'm not even worthy to untie his his sandals. And uh, you know, I'm sure that 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 untying the sandals, uh, you know, really illustrates um some type of humility that we aren't really accustomed to, as in back in uh, those days, in uh, you know, Jesus's day. Um, that's a that's a huge a huge statement for somebody who is a, uh, you know doing great things and being recognized by by important people, but still remaining humble, right? Right. I think that's huge. Right. And I think you see John's heart when he's talking to the Pharisees here. You see him uh, really just saying, you know, Jesus came before me, right? But 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 what he's saying to the Pharisees is like, I can't even un- unstrap his sandal, right? And back then, sandals, right? Your feet, just think how dirty your feet be if you went around with just sandals on all the time, right? Like, like, and all you didn't have no paved roads or nothing, right. just like in the forest with your sandals on, straight like, grocery store feet, right? Like, <laughs> like just nasty, right? But just think, I mean, uh, during this time uh, historically, right, it, it it was below people. Like, if you had to untie somebody's sandal, if you had to touch somebody's feet. That's what servants did, like like servant servants, right? Like, like slaves, people like, who yeah, people who had masters, slaves, right. right? So he's saying like, I'm not even worthy to worthy to be the dude's servant. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? So like, I can't even untie his shoe. Like, nonetheless, be him. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like like, I'm not God, right? Like like, yeah. I mean, God is so um holy and so set apart. He, you know, John sitting there like the Pharisees. He's like, dude, like, I shouldn't even be like talking about None exactly untying exactly. sandal and, right and, and, and it's pro- i would like to see the look on john's face when the pharisees come up to him and mistake and mistaken him as the messiah right you know the king the, the king of all kings the the creator of the the you know the universe right and to see john's fate and to understand john's um his his commitment and his understanding of god just to see his face when 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 labeled as that would be just like I don't know it'd be crazy just to see his face like almost like almost you fool how, how like right. you fool like I understand this so well like you fool how how could you even say this you right. you false prophets or you Pharisees who who are preachers of the Old Testament right mm-hmm, right and like how do you not even know so I mean I, I'm sure it wasn't. So much as like, a cyclical mindset right, as that, but right. it was it was probably pretty shocking. To, to me, me, I would have been like, "Dude, really? You yeah, know, like, like, are, like, are you, you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Right me, now? the Messiah? Right? I'm not that tall, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, moving on, you want to uh, knock out 29 through 34? Yeah, I can. Let me, let's read uh, John 1, 29 34. It says the next day, he saw Jesus coming towards him and said, "Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world." 
This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but for this purpose uh, I came baptizing with water, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness, I saw the Spirit descended from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and I have bore witness that this is the Son of God. And I think the, the huge thing there is being able to see God work and be able to see, you know, not only the baptism of Christ with the, you know, you see the whole scene where God says, this is my son who I'm pleased and you see the dove fall on him. But you just see John like right away the next day says, this is the Lamb of God, right? And with that, he says that he takes away all the sin of the world, right? right. Absolutely. And, um, you know, just this whole thing just steadily reinforces kind of the stuff we've been talking about previously. 29 through 30, the next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And this is, you know, obviously John was a studier of, he was a student of Scripture, and he understood through reading the Scripture that, you know, this was God, and it, it just really strikes me strikes me as, you know, how would he know? Right. How would he know this is the Lamb of God, the one that comes after him? That So with that, when he says, the one that comes after me is before me. So mm-hmm. when he, him saying that, it's like, Jesus is coming after him. So that would mean to say to me that they haven't even met yet when he, he, he knows that he's the Son of God right. and the Lamb of God. Um it's just it's just it's wild, um, and that's something I'm I, I don't know. I, as of right now, I just don't understand. And there may be some some context clues in some other books or in scripture, but that that really stands out to me as something extremely interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, also, being baptized with the Holy Spirit versus water now. Right. Um, although you know, baptism baptism with water is a definitely a necessary thing to do in terms of solidifying salvation. Being baptized with the Holy Spirit, that is, uh, I'm not going to lie, I don't really know much about the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and the Trinity and stuff like that. But so what does that mean to you in terms of what, what, what does that say and how much gravity does that hold and how huge is that? Yeah, Well, I think men can baptize in water. But I think when we're talking about Jesus baptizing with the Holy Spirit, that's only something God can do. Right. You know, and I, and I think when John's saying, I'm doing all these works to not, not for my glory, but to to foreshadow his glory. So I love when he says, you've seen me baptize, right? right? Like these people have seen uh, John baptize people, but he's saying, this is the Lamb of God who's going to baptize in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And what that Holy Spirit is, I mean, it's the it's Spirit that, of God. Right. Like, I mean, you have the Spirit of God in you. Right, exactly. It's like that heart change, like, you know, what, yeah. what makes you want to follow God? That's the Holy Spirit. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Everybody is. Everybody has it. Right. Yeah, it's huge, man. I think that's just something extremely interesting and something that's totally reassuring. Um, but that's kind of what's popped out to me through that scripture. But um, anything else with that? No, I mean, yeah. Let's uh, let's dive right in. I'll tackle thirty-five through forty-two. Right. right. So, um, 
All right, so we got that. Uh, John chapter 1, verse 35, starting out, says, The next day, again, John was standing with the two disciples, and he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. Again, he's saying this. And uh, the two disciples heard him say this. They heard John say this, and they, and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following and said, What are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, where are you staying? And he said to them, Come, and you'll see. So they came and they saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day, for it was about, a, it was about the tenth hour, one of the two who John spoke to, and followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon, Pe- Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother, Simon, and said to him, We have found the Messiah. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which means Peter. Totally apologize for my, uh, <laughs> my broken uh, reading. No, no, you're good, <laughs> no. um, But yeah, so... The willingness to follow. 100%. Yeah. I mean, that chunk of scripture right there, the willingness to follow. At the drop of a hat, John says, the Lamb of God, these two follow. Right. I mean, I'm sure there was a little bit more uh, context context within that, but from the scripture it says, John standing, two disciples, and looked at Jesus as he was walked by and said, behold, John says, behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. Right. That's insane, right? I mean, insane. I mean, I, I mean I, we live in the Bible Belt, right? We live in Georgia, where yeah. everybody's heard of Jesus, or, yep. or, or at least been to a, a Christmas service or an Easter yeah. service that's coming up here. You were born into totally. a world where people understood how great Jesus was, right? Right, like, like you've heard Lamb of God. Yep, but since at, you were born. But at no point in my life before I became a Christian in college was ever just like Jesus, the Lamb of God, and you were just like, "Yep, got it." And I'm in there, or, right? or even when I when I gave my life to Christ, was I 100 percent just following God? Right. Because for sure. we just went through a went through a um, study for our Wednesday night college and young professionals class based upon a book called "Are You a Follower or Are You." just a fan of right, Jesus, right? right? And my whole life, and after, before taking that, I can tell you right now, my whole life, majority of the time, I've been just a fan. I've said God was good. I knew God was good, but I did. I wasn't a follower of Christ. And right. you can relate that to maybe uh, Michael Jordan, right? Yeah. I know Michael Jordan. I can tell you his stats all day. Right. Or any Georgia football player yeah. or anything like that. I'm fans of them, and I know of them. But I don't go out following Michael Jordan. I don't go out following Jake Fromm or Sonny Michelle or Nick Chubb or anything like that right. that plays for University of Georgia. But these people followed. Yeah. I mean, I mean at a drop of a hat. At the it, drop of a hat. And not only did they follow, they said, you know, he, he says there, uh, Jesus asked them, what are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, where are you staying tonight? And he told them, and he said, come and you will see. So they came and saw where he was staying. They stayed with him. That day for it was about the tenth hour, and like like not only did they follow him, they just stayed with him, right? Like like you just met the Lamb of God, you just met Jesus, you found out Jesus was the Lamb of God, and you're like, all right, I'm gone, I'm staying the night, right? I mean, how random would that be if like some if we're at Walmart, right, and yeah. like. Some dude said, I'm the Lamb of God. And we were just like, all right, bouncing. Like, my fiance's and wife's are going to see <laughs> exactly, us, right? Exactly, exactly. We're going to go to the house and go hang out with this dude. So, 
so with that, I think it kind of speaks volumes to, you know, God being in the form of a human, which is Jesus Christ, and the significance that that meant. Obviously, we said, like, there was probably more context here, but, you know, I believe if there needs to, if that context needed to be known, we would have, it would have been illustrated in in the Bible. Right, right. So with that, it's just like, there's a difference between... You know, like you said, I guess the Holy Spirit, I don't know. How would they have known? Like, how would they have known? If somebody, I mean, you hear so many stories of like these crazy cults that, that you know, people just were like following these these people that were leading them and the, like they drank the red Kool Aid. And, you know, oh, right. it's like, okay, right. you know, I'm so skeptical when it comes to that. I would have been like, or I would assume I would have been like, what right. the heck? Like, exactly. Sounds good. You know, good for you, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna continue casting my fish nets. <laughs> right. But but I think that's huge though, because you see, John the Baptist was the forerunner, right? John the Baptist laid the groundwork. Sp- laid the groundwork. He spoke about Jesus. He he told them about the Messiah. T- excuse me, told them about the Lamb of God. So I think when, when they are disciples of John, right? So John's like, you know, when Jesus shows up on the scene, John's disciples. You see these two guys. He's like. That's the dude I've been talking about this whole time, right? Right. So it's kind of like they were they were fit for duty in a way, right? Like exactly. I know what I'm getting myself into, kind of, which I, I doubt you really do know. I feel like when you follow Christ, there's a lot of curveballs that the Lord oh, puts put in your life. Absolutely. But I feel like those guys, after following John, they were kind of spiritually set to set in a place in their heart where they were just like, all right, you know. I'm in like Flynn, and we're going to get go, and I'm going to stay with this Jesus guy, exactly. right? Exactly, exactly. But that leads us to our question of thought numero three-o. Right. That's Spanish for three. It is. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> but the question of thought is, why do you think Jesus invites them to come and see? Right. In verse 39. I think that's just a real uh, practical... Uh, view of discipleship. I, I think Jesus doesn't give them a sermon and it throws them away and says, "Good, you heard it." That was, hey, I want you to come live life on life with me, right? We're, you know, come and see what the Lord is doing, right? Come and see that I am the Lamb of God, right? Because that's what their whole, that's what they based their entire faith on was that statement. Yeah, that's the Lamb of God. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And uh, what do you think it means in contrast to him not? just telling him like so he said what are you seeking and they replied rabbi where are you staying and he said come and you will see right and so why didn't he just tell them why didn't he just say well i'm living over here off of west main street uh right. you know two hours down from the, from but, the I mean, gas station and that takes faith though right i mean this is this but i'm saying why, why do you think jesus said that why, oh, do you, why do you what was jesus's purpose behind not set, telling them where he was living but told them say right it, Instead of me saying this is where I live, I'm gonna say this is where you need to come and see. Right. Well, I think that goes back to the not a fan book. You know. Yeah. Fans, if you tell them where you're at, they may show up. Followers, you don't have to tell them where you're going. They're gonna follow you no matter what. Faith. Right. Faith. faith. So he's pretty much it saying bridges like, that gap. That's what that's what faith does, right? Exactly. So he's pretty much saying like, I don't need to tell you where I'm staying. Hey, come and see and follow. Right. Yeah. If you follow me. I know you're legit, right? If you don't follow me, then I know you just wanted to know where I was staying right. for an alternative purpose or just to know to know. And that's that's what I strive for. Though that's, in my mind, that's where I want to be as a Christian. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm not there yet. Um, I can't just sell all my things and go. Right. Um, I don't know. 
Um, if that's if that's what we're supposed to do, a lot right. of times I, I think that it's like why why sit here and stress over and try to accumulate all these riches on earth in terms of buying houses, getting the huge amounts of debt, stressing over that right. versus not worrying about all that and just following God and see where the Lord's wind blows me, if you will. Right. Like you get what I'm saying? Right. No. Yeah. But, I, think, um, I think that's a struggle for everybody. I think the best way I've heard that especially in our context when it comes to you know young adults it's like there's 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 goers and there's senders right yep there's people who are are meant to go and be the missionary right and then there are people who are meant to send the missionary right to pray for them to pray to, absolutely to yeah them. yeah it's, it's it's kind of like the analogy with uh god's body right it, right it, you want your eyes, you want your you want your hands, and as, as God's body, everything has to work, but it's all different, right? It all serves its own purpose. Right. But um, with that, I believe we're we're kind of pushing pushing a little bit up on time. Um, yeah, we have not fully gotten through John chapter one. Uh, we're we're stopping at verse forty two, but we'll pick up next time on verse forty three and kind of just round out the the end of chapter one and dive into chapter two. Um, hopefully. You know, we uh, we nailed it. We, yeah, uh, we, hopefully, right? Yeah, hopefully we nailed it. Hopefully uh, you, you guys got something from it. Um, I know I learned a little bit of stuff here, um, you know, yeah. just kind of reading through it as God's Word is living um, and just talking about it and having fellowship with Christian. Right. Um, and then, you know, we're really excited about doing this, and it gives us an opportunity to grow closer to God and actually try to do something for God's body. Um but you you want to close us in prayer? Yeah, I can. Yeah, for sure. Um, bow your heads with me, dear any Father. Thank you so much, uh, just for this day again, Father. Lord, you are the God who sent His Son, sent the Word down here, not 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 for you, God, but for us, for who we are, who we are in you, Lord. God, you have made all things. In the beginning was you, your Son, and the Holy Spirit, Father. You sent your Son here to die for us, Father. And that's such a, a gift and a debt that we cannot repay, Lord. But I just pray, God, that you would give us hearts uh, to really follow you when we hear your name. God, when we hear your heart, when we hear your will, allow us to follow and to trust you with our lives, with our finances, with our uh, health, with our family, God. Allow us just to choose you 100% of the time to truly pick up our cross, not as a fashion statement, not as a society thing, not as a bumper sticker, but pick up our cross and truly follow you because you are the one to be followed, Lord. You are the one to be uh, just looked after, looked at, looked upon, worshipped, God. You are literally all things to us here, Father. Your Son died for us. You sent your Son. You are the Creator. The Holy Spirit lives within every believer, Father, that you have breathed the Holy Spirit into us so that you may sanctify us in your name, Father. And I just pray that every day that you will chisel us more into the image of your Son, Lord, and that you allow us to be bearers of your name, children of God, Lord, that we may be an ambassador here on this earth for you and your glory, Father. I pray, God, that Alex and I, that we won't focus on followers, that we won't focus on numbers, that we won't focus on stats, but we'll focus on you. And that as we focus on you, and we pray that the followers focus on you, Lord, not focus on who's speaking to them, but focus on who is speaking through us, and that's you and your son, Father. 
I pray, God, that you will open hearts, open souls, Lord, that you will allow them to use this message not to make us famous, not to make us uh, prideful, but to use us and encourage us and allow us to be instruments in the Redeemer's hand and allow the people who listen to be encouraged because we just pray that one person is encouraged through each episode, Lord. And if one person is encouraged, man, glory be to you, Mm -hmm. Father, because that's our purpose here is to encourage and to love our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. And to love those truly who are in need, Father. And I just pray that you allow us to just, just to pray for them with whatever they need, Lord. And who, whoever's listening, God, be with them, Lord. And I know you can transcend time. You can transcend technology. So whoever, listen, whoever listens to this now, tomorrow, the next weeks, week, years, whatever, God, allow them to listen and allow their hearts to be changed for your glory, Father. And I just pray this all in your son's holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Christian. Well, that is the first episode of the study of the Gospel of John. Um, again, reach out to us with any prayer requests that you may have at Two Centers and the Book on Facebook. Doc, or Facebook. Facebook. It's yeah, okay. Facebook yeah. or uh, Two Centers in the Book at gmail.com. Please reach out. Don't hesitate. We love y'all. Thank y'all. We love you guys.